You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Which prospects could make an impact in the second half? Let's discuss on Fantasy Baseball Today in 5. Welcome into FBT in 5 on Tuesday, July 11th. I am Frank Stanfield, joined by Chris the Welsh. And on recent podcasts, I know we talked about Grayson Rodriguez and Christian Encarnacion Tren. Obviously, continue to stash those names, but we wanted to talk about a few other players that can make an impact in the second half. And I think two names, I guess they're, they already exhausted their prospect eligibility. Matt Mervis and Oswald Peraza with the Cubs and the Yankees, respectively. I think they could be recalled to their teams at some point. Maybe Peraza gets traded somewhere else. But those are two names, uh, Welsh, that stand out to me, I think could make an impact here in the second half. Yeah, Peraza's really interesting, not in so much that he's been awesome in the minors, but probably more about how not great Josh Donaldson has been in the majors and where they could try to find a little bit of boost offensively. Batting average down a little bit for Praza, but he's still stealing. He can hit some homers. There's also the possibility that maybe what he does this year is not for the Yankees. You know, if they want to make an impactful trade to help their roster, presumably in their rotation as Luis Severino has really been disappointing, then it might come at the expense of a guy like Peraza that they also might feel is a little bit more expendable with having Anthony Volpe. And they've got a few other guys in the minors that are starting to get closer, kind of corner infielder, middle infielder like Trey Sweeney. So, you know, we could see either way. I don't know what offensively impact it will have, but if given the same amount of time, I would actually side on Matt Mervis, even though you can get the stolen bases with Peraza. Matt Mervis is in a weird place right now of it's not enough sample size, but like it could he be a quad a player because he had crazy bad numbers in the majors, you know, over 32% strikeout rate. And when he went back to triple a 18% strikeout rate, he's walking a bunch again. He instantly came back to being the player that he was that we got hyped about. So where do we meet in the middle? Is there a middle or is it going to be extremes kind of like we've seen from Joe Adele? I'm going to be hopeful that he's made some adjustments and when he gets to the majors, there's a bigger impact. And I think they're going to want to see and get that opportunity out of him, maybe even more than Peraza would be. So that's why I would bank on Matt Mervis a little bit more that the power picks back up. He doesn't strike out as much, gets on base and could really be a number four or five hitter. Don't look now, but the Detroit Tigers are only five and a half games out from the uh, out of first place in the American League Central. And I think two prospects they could look to call up to help them make a push in the second half. Colt Keith 
and Justin Henry Malloy. I know Colt Keith recently called up to AAA. He played in, actually both of these names played in the Futures game as well. Uh, well, so you think we could see one, both of these guys with the Detroit Tigers? I think both are possibilities. They, over the All-Star break weekend, they also designated Jonathan Scope for assignment, who had been kind of in this weird, like, platoony situation. So the guys that they've got manning the spots that both these players would take, like Andy Abanez and Zach McKinstry, not to say that they wouldn't want to run these guys out, and also not to say that the Tigers might not want to start clocks, but... Justin Henry Henry Malloy is a solid, I think could be a number three to f- anywhere from two to five, similar to like Lourdes Gurriel type of hitter. Not crazy in the power department. Could hit 20. He could hit 270 up to 300 and can play multiple positions. And Colt Keith is the cream of the crop here. Um, he had this incredibly great hit off of J- Jacob Mizrowski in the Futures game. He has done nothing but smash. He went from double, uh, double A to triple A and he's better. 414 he's hitting so far with a sub 9% strike strikeout rate in eight games in AAA after hitting 325. The power's there. He's worked on himself defensively. He could play second. He could play third. He could play first. This is a middle-of-the-order bat, and if the Tigers are really competing, I think Justin Henry Malloy and Colt Keith give you a better chance long-term than maybe what you're getting out of Zach McKinstry and Annie Abanez every day. Rookie and veteran leadership can work well together. I would just like to see those guys. And I think Colt McCoy specifically, or Colt McCoy, Colt Keith is someone I would like to bank on. I would love it to be Colt McCoy, but that would be more on the football side. You know, if you just kind of put those two names together, Colt Malloy, that, that's pretty close to Colt I McCoy, do that every so. time I talk about Colt Keith. I say the Colt <laughs> McCoy thing, and Niners, UT, quarterback. But yeah, both of those names don't help me in trying to get it right. Let's quickly wrap up with a team that is not competing this year, but they could look to a youth movement with Tyler Soderstrom and Zach Geloff. Well, do you think we could see those guys in the second half? Yeah, I. the biggest question of this is like, do the A's want to like do anything to benefit the team at any point? And I don't know that they do. And what that would mean is not start, starting service times. More specifically, Tyler, Tyler Soderstrom. I think that's an impact bat. He's already hit 20 homers. He's put up like 118 EVs in the PCL this year, very early on against like Brandon Fott. Average has been down, but this is a number four hitter for sure. Uh, Zach Geloff is the one I think we do see. He can play multiple positions, 20 stolen bases this year, double-digit homers, hitting over 300. K's are a little bit of a problem with both of these guys, but Geloff, I think, is a player that has played enough in AAA, even back to 2021. you got to see what you fully have out of him. I expect him sooner rather than later, but don't sleep on Tyler Soderstrom. All right, for more extensive fantasy baseball coverage, listen to the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, the Odyssey app, or anywhere else podcasts are found. Thanks for listening to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, and we'll be back again tomorrow. Bye-bye. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazon's 
of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.